I think there are a lot of benefits of working together because before we don't have time for each other because we're both IT consultants. So just like any other couple, more than the money, it's the time that they have to work out. But when we're doing it together, when we have clients, so it's just every day is a date day for us. So that's one. I guess what I can add is we were able to embed successful habits. Hello, Ruth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. So, we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so, for today's episode, it's really exciting. Again, I'm always excited whenever we record. Yeah. Because it's always a different topic, another episode of new learning. Mm-hmm. And this is our first episode where our guest is a couple. So... I'm not sure if it's really a great idea. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you know, both of them will still be happy with their answers. <laughs> so, yeah. And our, our topic for today is about being a couple. And they started from a corporate world and decided to start their own business. And let's learn from them. So, we have today the couple, Mark and Diane. Hi, good. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, I'm Diane. Hi, I'm Mark. So, Mark and Diane, I've I've known you since 2018, if I remember it right. We became friends on Facebook. And from that time, a lot of things have changed. I think that was the beginning of your journey of starting your own business. But I don't really know much about the background of you guys. But what I know is now you're married. When we start talking before, you were not yet. Yes. So can you tell us like a little background about you guys? Like how did you two meet? All right, sure. We actually have known each other for how many years? <laughs> 17. 17. Way back in college, actually. We were both taking up IT, information technology. And back then, we were exchanging notes with our program, with our projects, right? Programming, you know. Yeah, we, we became close because of that. Yeah, they were like cheat sheets and kinds of stuff. Yeah, and then actually had a question. <laughs> oh! Just kidding. So that, that was my version. We're going to hear her version later on. <laughs> yeah, let's hear Diane's version. I want to know. Seems like there's already conflict here. <laughs> uh, that's not true. So anyway, I didn't know him because we're not college classmates. I came from UST and he's from TIT. So we're just exchanging notes because it's already his second course in IT. Okay? Mm-hmm. See? So he had a two-year course before. So he knows about programming and IT is not really the course that I want to get. So I have to copy assignments from him. So I didn't know that he has a crush on me. <laughs> so, but that's how we met each other. So we were just chatting, exchanging notes, but we came from different colleges. So we have common friends. That's why we met online. We have this common friend and we are both IT. So one day, his friend actually introduced him to me mm-hmm. way, way back. I think before college. And then at that time, I only know one person who's in IT. So that's him. So I copied assignment from him. Well done. 
And nice move for giving her the notes. Yeah. Actually, if you want you want to end up with someone, start with exchanging notes. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way of meeting a partner. And little did you know, from a coding note, become like partner in business. And normally, that doesn't work. Because sometimes when one person just do a business, the partner is somehow not interested or doesn't have the drive to do what the partner is doing. So let's go and, you know, just talk about your corporate experience or corporate life before. So both of you were in IT after college, right? And you shared that IT work was your dream job and you were both working at your dream company. So what changed your mind to shift from that dream job to start your own business? Okay, I'll start. The choice of course that I really intended to take up was IT. Then immediately after graduation, my work was IT. It was my dream to work in Accenture. Right? So I, I got hired there. And for about seven years, I worked there. Okay, And then eventually at some point, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I somehow felt a burnout. Right? So I felt tired. I felt I didn't want to work anymore. I wanted more things in life, more more time, more health, more finances, right? more travel, anything more in life. But unfortunately, I realized that I couldn't get that from what I was doing before, right? Because there's no balance. I had to work extra hours for promotion and I have to travel like three hours away to the office from where I live. And these are the things that I was frustrated about. But actually... It was Diane who really introduced me to having a business. So it was her idea to start the business. Yes, it was my idea to start a business. So I was invited by my brother in a network marketing company. So at first, I didn't want to start network marketing because I think it's cheap. It's for people who don't have career. At that time, I was already an IT consultant. I handle senior programmers. And I think I was the boss at that time. I was earning six digits in the Philippines. And I'm actually earning more than Mark at that time. But at that time, it was so frustrating for me because I live here in Fairview. And then I have to go to Makati every day. That's two hours going there and going back another two hours. And then I have to commute every day. Yes, I was earning six digits, but, you know, the tax is really high. I can't afford to buy car or house near Makati. So at that time, when my brother introduced me to a network marketing company, at first, I only want to try the weight loss powder drink. Okay, so I didn't want to do the business every day. I told him, please don't encourage me to do that business because I will never, ever, ever get into that business. I graduated from USD. I don't want that kind of business. So I was a difficult prospect. But I started with lose weight program and then I lose 13 pounds in 10 days. And I wanted to try more products of USANA. So I told myself, if I want to buy these products, I have to do the business because... I cannot afford this product if I'm going to get it from my salary. I'm not doing the business at that time. After four months, my mother was diagnosed with breast cyst. Fortunately, the doctor told my mother that she could try USANA products. After six months of taking that product, it helped her recover from that. So now that cyst was gone, okay, after six months of taking that. So 
in short, I didn't intend to do the business. It's just I want to try the products and then I didn't know that, oh, from that weight loss program, I will retire from the corporate world after two years. So I invited Mark to do the business, but it took him four months to join my business. We didn't want network marketing, but we want the product. So eventually, we knew that network marketing is really good. It's like Avon, Tupperware, and whatever. Yeah, but by that time, networking had like, you know, kind of negative image in Philippines. Like a lot of people would ask you on on the street, on the mall, it's like, are you open-minded? And how are you able to make a business out of it when there's a stigma towards networking? That's true. Actually, uh, it has a bad rep. Yes. All right? Even up to now. Some people are still not open into it. But that's because I would say network marketing is one of the most misunderstood industries. Not a lot of people are into it, but then we have a lot of opinions about it. It may be because of our experience. It may be because we heard someone had uh, horror stories about it, right? But when we actually got to experience it first, we realized that just like any other marketing tool, there's online marketing, there's direct marketing, then there's this network marketing, meaning you have to market your products to your network, which is your friends, your relatives. Then we really educated ourselves about it. And that's how we increase our belief and I guess our success in this kind of business. Wow. So when Diane said earlier that it took four months to convince you, Mark, um, to join the business, before that you already left the company that you were working for? Were you already having like different businesses? Were you starting different businesses or you're still working in the office? I was still working back then, but I was actually looking for a lot of things. Now, I, I did realize that one thing that Dan was offering was just beside me, and I was looking way far. I was exploring stocks, investments, rentals, program, if you know that. But then, you know, I, I, I didn't want to do the business with Diane. It's because I was too close with her. That I know her pretty well, that you're a business person. You don't know anything about business, so why should I trust you? And I also had a huge ego. Because back in my career, I was being promoted ahead of my batch. And then I, I felt like, uh, I don't want to do that. That's cheap. <laughs> Common misconception about the business in the industry. All right. But then she actually had me listen to a book. It was a life-changing book for me. I'm sure to a lot of people it was well. It's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, I love that one. I have a copy. Great book, right? So what she did was whenever I pick up Diane from, remember, I live in Antipolo. My work is in McKinley, Taguig, and she lives in Fairview, right? <laughs> and she has a training in Makati. Right? So after work, I had to fetch her from Makati. And then one time when I had to fetch her, she said, I have an assignment. I had to listen to this audio. So she plugged in the uh, USB and she started playing Rich Dad Poor Dad. I didn't know what that was back then. And because of that book, my mind was really changed, right? It opened to a lot of opportunities. So that's when you joined her. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to her. I opened the idea and then I said, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. So at the beginning, there was, I'm sure there was some struggle, especially for Diane. I mean, leaving a six-digit job in Philippines is like a dream for a lot of us, right? At the beginning, when you shifted from corporate to 
starting your own business, you know, be your own boss. It's tough because, you know, being a freelancer, it's not different from that. What was the struggle you have experienced aside from people thinking that, you know, networking is bad and it's hard to sell something as well if you're going to sell and to convince people to join? What was the struggle aside from those things? I think the struggle is the rejections. I'm convinced that Yusana is really good, the products is really good, but my prospects, okay, all I want for them is to understand the benefit of having your own business while you're young and having this product that could help your parents in their health, just like what happened to my mother. So at that time, you know, I can't move on with those prospects or my closest friends who are telling me that, you know, Diane, you're already an IT consultant. They're bashing me that they think I'm already way up in my career and I have to do that. So my friends mocked me and then they're telling me, why do you have to do that? We have a good career ahead of us. But I understand that the value of this business is not just making money. It's about creating a passive income that in the future, if I could not, work because we're not immortals. I've already built a business that can sustain my income. It's not about the income that I'm earning. It's about the type of income that I'm building. So yes, the struggle was rejection because it was so emotional for me that my friends are rejecting me. But then I saw this quote. I think Robert Kiyosaki said, if you want to know who your real friends are, then start a business. Because the skills is easy to learn. But in business, I realized you don't have to have a high IQ. You have to have a high EQ, emotional quotient. Yes, the struggle is real, but at the end of the day, if you know what you're working at, you just have to shrug off the rejection. The good thing about that part is that when you start a business, you don't start it because of money. You started it because you are using it yourself. And you know, your mother was using it as well. And it has an impact on your life. And hence, for you, it's enough reason to actually do that and help others as well. And for what I saw Mark posted, I think it was maybe a month ago about it was this BP machine something for his mother, right? So Mark's mother is also using Yusana products? Yeah, she is. Actually, it was really helpful when it comes to her health concerns. And we actually felt good about it. And even ourselves, we are an avid user of the product. We felt better because of it. And it's actually very hard to convince other people if you are not convinced. I just want to add to Dan's answer. It's actually more on convincing yourself first. They say you have to win the battle within first before you go with the battle outside, right? So yeah, that's actually uh, what I did. Okay, I had to uh, increase my belief. And just to add, one of the difficult things about it is listening to the wrong people. What do I mean by that? Let's say for the listeners, if you have a goal, let's say you plan to save a million pesos in X number of days or months. If you ask someone like your friends who actually does not have a goal like that, they might tell you things like, oh, that's impossible. You can't do that. Right? But if you actually ask someone who has actually achieved a savings of that amount, he will tell you that you can do that. It's doable. Right? So you have to listen to the right people, especially when you have a goal. All right? So you won't ask a doctor if you want to build a house. Right? So you're going to ask an engineer, an architect. So you got to reach out to the right people, especially when you're starting a business. Yeah, I totally agree with that saying because I have a similar point of view in life that I don't listen to people that know less than what I know. 
if you're going to listen, if you're going to spend time listening to that person, you should at least get something out of that conversation. You know, it's just not wasting your time, but at least you could learn knowledge. You could learn some information out of it, but at the same time, make sure that they have credibility to speak and to say those words. And it's something that we take for granted. We could easily spend some time wasting time talking and chica with friends. But then if we spend the same amount of time talking to a mentor, right? Someone who knows something, then you will be more productive. Let's move to the next question. This is quite interesting because now we're actually shifting to Yusana. But I want to talk more about the business itself. When you started, how much do you have to provide as a capital? Because we have this misconceptions that you can't start a business unless you have a lot of money, right? So how much did you invest to start a business? At that time, seven years ago, it was only less than 40,000 pesos. And that's all worth of product. So you started with products only? Yes, because I wanted that Nutri-Meal for the lose weight program. So it's not really that you don't really have to provide. Of course, it's still in Philippines, you know, for low income, that is still big money. But for someone who are working in corporate, especially in IT, that's actually a reasonable amount of money to invest, to have your freedom. Because starting a business is not just like, you know, you get money out of it, but you get freedom out of it. Freedom to go places that you want to go without asking for a leave from your boss or from the company, right? Is that what catches on? Like that's the, the butter on the bread kind of situation for you guys? Yeah, that's one of the best things that you could benefit from a business. Yeah, starting this business is just like buying a new iPhone. It pretty much costs the same. So skip the iPhone, the latest iPhone for now, and start a business. It would save you a lot of headaches in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the thing about people. They are scared to spend some money on starting their own business, but they're not scared to actually borrow money to pay for that iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> So tell us more about Yusana. To scale your business, are you selling products only or you are building a group of people that will sell them for you? We are doing both. We are retailing and we are building people or organization under us to sell the products or to just use the product. So we earn from that. So it's either their user or retailer or business builder. As I've said before, it's like we're looking for user, pusher, and drug lord. <laughs> okay, so that's how we build our business. Because if you're going to retail your products one by one, so it will take you a lot of time. And when I'm starting my business before, I'm doing it part-time. So I'm doing it after work. If I'm going to sell one product for each person, it will take me a lot of time just to earn 5,000 pesos. So what we do, if you want to earn big in this business, you can retail, you will earn. But if you want to make it big, you have to understand the law of leverage. The law of leverage means using other people's time and doing the business same as yours to move the product to more consumers. So network marketing is just like moving your products from the manufacturer to the consumer through your network. The more sales representative you have, the more income you'll get. So just like exactly what you said about having a drug lord and so you have the pusher and you have the one on the streets. Exactly like that. But we're doing it legally, okay? 
yes, USANA is legal, so it's, <laughs> it's more on prevention vitamins. All right. So speaking of leverage, that's actually the beauty of this business. Because I'm going to give an analogy. Let's say our professor in college will have a small amount of, let's say, commission when we work. Don't you think our college professor would give his very best so that he could, you know, earn a lot from us? We could do good in work. And that's actually what we're doing in Yasana or in this business. We're actually teaching people how to be profitable with their own business and we get a small amount of percentage out of that. All right. So the leverage, the teamwork is being developed and that's what I love about this business. Right. The more people we help, we gain a lot out. And it's not just in that business that you are using leverage. Companies are doing the same thing with their affiliate marketing kind of to spread the word, you get these points if you share or if your friends sign up, things like that. So yeah, I think people just think that leverage because they think you're using other people, but it's not. It's in a way that it's just the process of marketing. Like what Elon Musk is doing, Elon Musk doesn't know how to build his spaceship, but he hired the smartest guys out there to actually build a spaceship. And so Jeff Bezos, I mean, do you think he knows how to make the Blue Origin? Of course not. But he hired smartest people out there to actually make that rocket and make it happen. You know, they just flew a few weeks ago. So that's really interesting. Right. Speaking of Elon Musk, I want to add on that. I heard this from Elon Musk uh, a couple of months ago. He didn't want to put a lot of money in marketing with regards to Tesla because he wanted to put his money mostly on research and development. And that's actually the reason why USANA is in direct selling and network marketing. The founder of USANA, Dr. Wentz, didn't want to put a lot of budget in marketing. And his marketing team suggested that if you want to put the money in research and development and we want to spend a little amount on marketing, we could go with direct selling and network. Actually, the founder didn't like it at all at first. But then when he understood the idea, right, he eventually said yes to it. That's actually the history of design. And that is why you're not spending money on marketing and you spend more time in reaching people instead of, you know, leveraging the fact that you have to have a billboard or like ads yeah because you guys are the only one i know that are in the networking of course we can call this networking right you agree with me right yeah yeah. yes okay so you are the only people i know that are doing actually good amount of money maybe better you know in in philippines through networking but at the same time you're not using the good image of you know taking photo in like new cars sports cars and not flaunting cash and things like that and to be honest that's like kind of strange for me because the people i know that are in networking is that they have to use this bait of you know lump sum of cash just to get people to join the network and and it's just different yes you know, Irene, in USANA, we have Vice President for Ethics, and every week, there is a training for that, that you're not allowed to post that lump sum of money, because what you're getting are people who want to get rich quick. So that's not the market that we wanted to attract in the first place. Yes, we can do that, but it's not proper to do that because I know what we're attracting are the people who don't want to work hard. And in network marketing, that's not true that if you invest your money, you don't have to work hard and then you just get passive income. So that's not true. So what you have to do in network marketing is 
just like any other business, it's as if you have a drugstore. It's just that in USANA, we do it online. And then in a normal drugstore, you can move your products within 3km radius. But in our business, we can do it anywhere in the world. So we're looking for people who are really hardworking and who knows how to have a discipline to build their empire. So that's it. And you're not taking advantage of those. Most people that are in my circle that are in networking, they are people from provinces that doesn't have a lot of knowledge and education in terms of you know finances, and they just want easy money. And they're willing to sell their land because somebody told them that if you give me this amount of money, you will get a guaranteed this amount of money return you know like it's like a guaranteed win for you but you're not doing that right and that is good i have a question i want to go back to what diane said earlier about attracting the right people so how do you filter who are the right people for your team because like right now for network marketing as you said there are like strategies to attract people you know to get the people who will do the selling for you but how do you filter that and how do you maintain the right people oh okay one day i think that's when i meet irene i was looking for a person who knows social media marketing because we're it we wanted to take advantage of the prospects around social media because the conventional way of doing it is you have to meet people at the coffee shop, anywhere in Metro Manila. So one day, I asked Irene to help me with social media marketing. Actually, one day, we attended this event with Peng Jun. So mm-hmm. we spent around 100000 for a two-day seminar with Peng Jun. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the same thing that Irene told us to do. For free. <laughs> Yes, for free. I could have charged you. Yes. Thank you, Irene, for that. I think before, I was so thankful with Irene. I wanted to meet her. I was in Armenia. Yes. So at that time, we started Millennial Business Mentors. Irene told us, so when people search for you, it should be something searchable. A few years ago, the in thing is millennials, about millennials looking for business. So I was thinking at that time, if I want people to search for business and millennial business, our page will come up. So that's how we figure out how to filter those people who will be interested in doing business. So that's one thing. But we're also using our own personal page so you check their social medias that's how you filter them and and talk to them through social media no they are actually inquiring every Mm -hmm. day so that page became a lead generation for us they are asking us i have this certain amount of money and i wanted to have a business okay and then what we're telling them is we're going to teach you the exact business that we did seven years ago so we're not teaching any business like restaurants or anything we don't have any experience with. So to lock them into presentation through a Zoom meeting and then if they want to do it, then go. If they don't want, then no. But before pandemic, you were having seminars, right? Yes, we're having seminars at Makati or we're renting a hotel function room and then we're going to explain that thing. But thank you to the pandemic that happened because we learned how to do our business 100% online and home-based. And that's the good thing that you were able to take advantage of social media 
even before everyone was forced to use it because of pandemic. So you were able to position yourself at the right time. Exactly. Yeah, they were like two years ahead of pandemic in terms of their social media presence. Yes. Thank you, Irene. <laughs> uh, that was nice. That was nice of you guys reaching out to me by that time. You know, as, as a business owner and as a couple, right, were there chances that you guys doesn't agree on the ways of running the business? <laughs> I think until now. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. What are the struggles? I guess that's probably because of the differences in our personality. So I'm more on the steady and corrective side, and then on the, in the other side. So I'm in the dominant and influential side. Since we're in network marketing business, we handle a lot of people under our organization. And my personality used to be, my way is the only way. And then when Mark is telling me, you know, this person, I understand this downline because he's not the same as you. So at the time, we realized that we have to use our strength in handling people. So it's like you're a manager handling a lot, thousands of associates under you and you have to understand that personality that he's not really goal-oriented. And I realized there are 80% in our organization who are steady and corrective. When you say steady and corrective, these are the people who are very neutral in all things. They are very calm. They don't decide fast. They tend to analyze, paralyze. And I'm not that person. If I have a goal, I will find a way to execute that idea and to ra-ra-ra, go-go-go, let's go. <laughs> and then Mark told me that your way is not the only way because we have different personalities. Before, I didn't realize that I have to adapt with a lot of people. So what our downlines do is they tend to quit the business because they got so pressured. But when Mark is handling our associates, they're just chill. And I believe that in any organization, it's always there are, I think, only 1% who are very goal-oriented. But you don't have to ditch out these people who have dreams in life. It's just that they cannot keep up with your pace. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned about the desk personality because I heard um, there's a Filipino author. He wrote a book um, about the desk personality. Sorry, I forgot the name. But he also has... What, what's, what's the name? Jason Locke. I think he, yeah 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 yeah, that guy. yeah he also has a um a podcast explaining using the Filipino setting and that's important because if you don't know your personality and the other person per personality other person's personality anyway um there there's a tendency to crash but if you understand where you are coming from the same way the other person's you know background or whatnot it would be easier for you to really see the opportunity to make it work. So, and that's not only for business. It can be applied in anything about life, like at home, you know, at work, anything. So, yeah, good. Uh, thank you for mentioning that as well. That's, that's Am I the only one who have no clue about my personality? <laughs> <laughs> You're the combination of all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, 
that's actually the good thing about the business. Uh, the things that we are learning here are universal teachings. You don't just apply it in Yusana and even in life. I guess in parenting or anything. So these things we, I guess we won't learn this if we didn't go outside our box. Yes. Our box meaning our cubicle. If we stayed in our work, we wouldn't have learned all this. There's a lot of benefits starting own business. Yeah, so you mentioned earlier about the struggles of working together as a couple. Now I want to know what are the benefits or what are the plus, you know, uh, because you are working together in this business. I think there are a lot of benefits of working together because before we don't have time for each other because we're both IT consultants. So just like any other couple, more than the money, it's the time that they have to work out. Before, when I was doing Yosana and Mark is not doing Yosana, he always tell me, you don't have time for me because it's a Saturday that we are going to go for a date, but you have to go to training. And I was like, it's important to have a training because if I'm going to do this after two years, I can resign. Then every day is a date day. So that's what I'm telling him before. But when we're doing it together, when we have clients, so it's just every day is a date day for us. So that's one. I guess what I can add is we were able to embed successful habits. Because back then, when we were still working, you know, and you're tired for the work of the week, what you would do is you would, I would watch movies the end of the uh, during Saturdays and Sundays. I would play games. And I, 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 I analyzed, what, why was I doing that? Right? And I realized I was trying to have an escape, escape from, you know, the routine. And I needed to have a new world, like in movies and stuff. So what I realized is that when we started doing business together, we started reading books, we started sending trainings, we started to, you know, do, I think really successful habits that we didn't really were doing before, right? And that actually gives us a lot of value. Yeah, that's good. It's like growing together. Yeah, nice, nice. That's actually good because somehow you were able to think, you know, yeah, what are the benefits? But actually, small things like that, sometimes we miss it. And that's really something because you can actually work as a team, not only, you know, as a couple or a husband and wife. And something that you can also bring to your marriage as well. Because if you can make it work for your team, definitely it you know you can use that or you can apply it to your marriage as well it's not a lot of people or couple that are doing business together because sometimes it doesn't work especially mark said earlier that because you know when you know a person this happens not just couples as well just like friends when you don't trust the ability of your friend that's why you don't want to start business with your friend or your relatives because you think like I know them you know they're kind of dumb sometimes so I don't want to put my money into that (laughs) person and it's amazing how he was able to turn his belief around and join Dayan for the venture of the business which is interesting last time I posted something about starting a business maybe this is what I can tell because a lot of people they are misinformed about network marketing but then when you really understand the benefit of network marketing having a low capital to start a business with a big income potential and having a global business from home you should really understand Okay, or learn how to do this business because before, you know, it's okay to work for five years, but there will come a time that we can no longer work. 
It's just the way it is. And if we don't understand how to make passive income in the future, I think even our insurance cannot make up with the expense and the bills because the time will come, we will have to stop working. But at that time, the question is, have you built enough stash of cash that will help you in the future when the time comes that you can no longer work? If there are people who are negative about network marketing or if someone is listening who are in network marketing, we are trying to clean up the mess with how local network marketing is doing their business. Because in the U.S., I realized that network marketing is a professional business. And it's a course in the Rasal University, Ateneo de Manila University. It's a course. So it's a legal business. It's like Avon or Tupperware. But it's not that network marketing is bad. Network marketing looks bad because of the people who are doing it. So just do it professionally. And if you want to start a business, start with network marketing if you don't have enough capital. Okay? Just make sure that you go with the right company. Okay? Actually, network marketing has a bad rep because of bad practices. But come on, every business has a bad practice in, in a sense, right? Some are corrupt. Some are, you know, some money goes under the table. No, so there are bad practices in other businesses as well. But you know what? It's really you who have to practice it properly and do it, you know, legally, morally, and ethically. Yeah. So that's what we try to practice. Yes. Can I add that when we think about network marketing, we associate it to scam. Yes, it does. I'm a, that I'm convinced of that. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm guilty too. I was guilty of that. But I realized in any businesses there are scams. Like, for example, if you know farming, a friend of mine was scammed because he invested millions in poultry businesses. There are people who are scammed of pastors getting money. Real estate. Yes, real estate. Like, there are people who are buying lots from those people who just get the title from somewhere or no title at all. Yes, there are also scams in telemarketing. Okay, if you're getting that text, I'm attorney, <laughs> I'm your mother, <laughs> send me loan. <laughs> yes, okay, so there are also schools that are scamish. Like for example, I know this one school that a lot of people paid tuition and then at that school year, that school went bankrupt. Okay, and then they cannot get their money back. There are a lot of scams in insurances, cryptocurrency, OFW. Okay, like. They were promised to go abroad and then they paid half a million and they then Or they will get like an office job and once they get there. I've known people that were scammed because of that scheme. Yes, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of scams, not just in network marketing. But if you're looking for a scam, then you're going to get it. But if you're looking for legit business, then you're going to get it also. Okay, so like for example, if you're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, I'm telling you, if you're going to have a business, embrace that there is a process, there is a capital, and there's no such thing as tomorrow you'll get this big money. Because I'm telling you, even if you're in network marketing, whenever we're presenting the opportunity, we're telling people that you cannot make it big unless you, you do the hard work. And we're really transparent that we're telling them after five years, you will reap the harvest, but not tomorrow or not in a year or so. So so just be careful on what business you're going to dive in. So what you're saying is every 
where you go there's always a scam but that's why you have to learn to do your research and of course if it's too good to be true you know you, you give me your money and then you will become rich i mean come on that's not reality that's in the fantasy world and don't believe that don't just give your money because somebody told you so and you know just use your common sense there's no such thing as easy money you really have to put effort to work for it and you know do your hard work of course you have to put money but then do your hard work research you know study a lot about that venture that area that you want to get in is either networking real estate farming or even in travel things like that you really have to do your due diligence so now we're actually at the closing part and i'm sure the business is doing well but i want to ask do you have any plan to go back to IT what's IT <laughs> it's already non-existent for you yeah. what's the meaning of IT <laughs> personally I don't, I don't want to go back to working uh, I would maybe invest in other businesses but I've seen the benefits of having your own business yeah so how about you Diane are you going back or you don't uh, no actually my brother-in-law from Australia is telling me I'm going to get a lot of projects here in Australia but I told My sister, can you pay me a million per month? If not, then give it to someone else. It's not that IT is bad because IT is one of the most highest paid profession in the world. It's just that we don't have a freedom in IT. I saw a lot of people in our field that they have the money, but they don't have the time to enjoy their money. Okay, so even if we have 30 leaves per year, we cannot have that because we have to get the approval. So the reason why we started the business is because we want not just to have money because you can get that money in IT, but because of freedom. People thought having a business is about having more money, but in our case, having a business and earning in a business passively means doing what you want anytime and anywhere. And money, you can always earn, but time you can only spend. So you make sure that you get the most out of your time. And right. we're happy that we're retired on our 30s. And yes, we're never going back. <laughs> <laughs> But don't get us wrong. There's nothing wrong with being employed. That's fine. Yeah. We enjoyed the uh, years of yes. working back then. But it's just that we somehow saw the future. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned this from one of our trainings. If you want to check your future, you just have to check your boss. Boss that are ahead of you, like five years ahead of you, 10 years ahead of you. Because if you continue to do what you're doing, right, you would end up working on your boss's task. You can also get his income. But I imagine myself, do I really want to work like that? Where or, uh, Yes, you would get promoted. You would get all. But also you would get all the escalations up to you. You would get mm-hmm. all the headaches of all the teammates that you have under you. And yes, you will get a higher pay. But then the... The time demand for the work, the stress level and all. So I think you've already read our mind because our next question is, it's already answered. Like, what's your advice for people who would like to transition but are afraid to take the risk? They can still give advice. You gotta be ready. I mean, you gotta be hungry. You don't just jump because, you know, some, you heard it from someone. You have to be ready because there's hard work really involved in it. You, you just won't start a business and then, okay, I don't feel like doing it today. You, you have to be committed to it. Every day you have to do what you have to do. Treat it as if it's a work. You know, when we, we are working, whether you feel like going to work or not, you will force yourself to wake up, 
sometimes I I was even in the shower and I'm still asleep half a week, <laughs> you know, because you have to force yourself to do it because you're committed. So in the same thing, you have to commit yourself. Once you're, you, you would know that you're ready if you could say that you will be committed to doing what you have to do in your own business. Right now, you're working on your own business, not other people's business. So you, you have to be more committed. Yeah, you have to give double effort of what you are doing when you're just an employee. Because that yeah. is your business, right? Yeah. So, wow, that was a lot of, of education and knowledge there in a lot of things to learn about. You were really able to somehow cleanse that bad rep of networking. You know, yeah. I'm the person that really skeptical in terms of networking. You know, I have enough experience to say that I'm skeptical. That's why we're having this kind of conversation because we have different perspectives and we are trying to offer shedding light on topics like this so that people will be able to understand what it's like whatever topic is that and this this is something that's important not only because we've touched a lot of things number one working as a couple number two transitioning from corporate to having your own business and number three is network marketing so there are a lot of things we've talked about today and i'm just so happy that diane and mark are here with us to talk about this and so yeah thank you thank you so much thank you for the time really they are a really busy people you're welcome thank you opportunity yeah so is there any page that they can follow you on or yes please follow our page millennial business mentors and we'll be glad to help you get started with your own business yeah it's on ig and facebook thank you so there you have it another episode another learning from where the f am i heading this is ruth and this is irene see you next week bye